Hey, the Spurs won. Let's uh, give some takeaways from the Spurs win versus Portland. Bringing our guest, uh, James Pleasure. He's going to be talking with me if the Spurs have entered phase two of this current rebuild plan. You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, this is Hot Rod. And I'm RC from Cybertron Spurs. And you're listening to Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken's 5 San Antonio, your host of Locked On Spurs. Hey, we thank you for making Locked On Spurs your first listen each and every day, free and available wherever you get podcasts. Ken's 5 Plus, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, the list goes on and on. This episode is brought to you by Price Picks. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports, pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. You want to go to that website right now. Use the code in all lowercase, LockedOnNBA, for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. What are we talking about today? We're looking at, at brace yourself, a Spurs win. Not kidding. Spurs beat the Blazers. Give some takeaways. There's a lot of good things that happened in that game. I'll give you some of the three of the best ones. And then bring in our guest, San Antonio Sports Star's very own James Pleasure. He's going to round out the uh, year with me right here on Lockdown Spurs. We're going to be discussing kind of a broad topic. The Spurs have entered phase two of their rebuild, and that is about player evaluations. Talking about that up next. Uh, but your Spurs, about last night, got that W. Yes, I'm not kidding. They beat the Blazers on the road 118 to 105. Spurs move to 5-25 and 25 on the season. They'll play the Blazers tomorrow night again, or tonight, by the time we're looking at this episode, tonight in Portland. So what went right for San Antonio? Well, can we talk about Wemby? That's got to start off there. Historic night for Wemby Yama. You know, remember, he's 19 years old, everybody. This kid, 30 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. I mean, shall I go on? Of course, I'll go on. Two three-point shots made, 64% for the field, and 24 minutes uh, and hit all of his free throws, 10 for 10. Why is he the number one takeaway? Well, because he and the rest of the team finally were force-feeding him. They were feeding him the ball, finding him on pick and rolls, finding him near the rim. He was getting easy buckets, being defensive force, being an offensive force. He did it all. He filled the stat sheet. and. The Spurs have been recognizing that they need to get him involved more, and they certainly did that last night versus Portland. Yes, uh, you know, he had a phenomenal game. You want to see if they're going to continue this. He was finding the right spots. The Spurs were finding him on his uh, right spots. He was doing it all, even picked up a charge. Wemby, 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 what a night for him. Now, you just hope that this continues moving forward. They, they just give him the ball and get out of the way he had 14 field goal attempts on the night so uh, yeah they definitely were making Wimby number one option keep that up Spurs that's the first takeaway for and why the Spurs got a big W second takeaway is they're the team that came out and punched first and boy did they punch Portland in the mouth the Spurs outscored the Blazers 38 to 14 in the opening frame that's the type of aggressiveness you want to see out of this young team. That's how you want to see this young team start games. None of this you know, falling behind early and playing catch-up or tight at the first. 
There are the they were the aggressors versus Portland. They came out with the uh, statement, and boy, did they carry that momentum over. The Spurs came out looking strong. They were making strong plays. Matter of fact, strong play was a phrase that Coach Mitch Johnson said after the game, saying the team just made a lot of strong plays, finding the cutters, you know, weathering the storm from Portland. So all in all, you love the way the Spurs started the game. That's takeaway number two. Third takeaway is they sustained their lead. Yes, the Spurs had a 20-plus point lead versus Portland. Believe it or not, the uh, Spurs' biggest uh, lead was 28 points over the Blazers. And although the Spurs did see that 20-point lead dwindle, I think it went down to 10, the Spurs weathered the storm. They stayed together. They didn't wilt. What's the old thing this season? Oh, just wait till the second half. Wait till that third quarter. And that's when the Spurs will implode. Well, guess what? They did not implode. It got close. The third period, they came out very shaky. I believe they were shooting about 29% in that third frame. But they were able to maintain their lead, you know, keep Portland on their heels. And lo and behold, it worked. Spurs got the W. You got contributions from everybody. You know, you had Sohan with 16 points. You had uh, Devin Vassell with 17 points. Malachi Brandon with 13 points. Uh, off the bench, Zach Collins with 11 points and 7 rebounds. All in all, just a great overall effort. If you're looking for signs of improvement and team maturity, you're hoping that the win versus the Blazers will propel them. Let's not rest in their laurels. They got one win. It's their fifth win uh, in, in the season. They got one win tonight in this back-to-back versus Portland. Now to see if they can continue this. So I think that's up next for the Spurs. Can they maintain the momentum? All right. That's it. Spurs got the W. <laughs> but coming up next, we're going to bring in our guest. He is James Fletcher of San Antonio Sports Star. We're going to be discussing phase two of the rebuild. And if we're in it right now, and that is player evaluations. That's coming up next on Lockdown Spurs. But first, I want to talk to you about Prize Picks. Hey, you got to go to Prize Picks right now. It is the daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is the largest, by the way. They are the easiest, the most exciting way to play da- daily fantasy sports. Just you guess the numbers. You have to worry about the sharks. You don't have to worry about the pros. Just you versus the numbers. You pick more than or less than two to six player projections and watch the winnings roll in. Look, they got it all over at Prize Picks. They have, well, they offer Apple Pay. That gives you quick quick and easy deposits into your account this entire basketball season. They have quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, enormous selection of players, and stat types that are, well, that just make Price Pick the number one daily fantasy sports app. The Price Picks app is really simple to play. You make your picks, you submit the entries in less than 60 seconds. Super easy. Hey, get Price Picks app right now. Go to the website, pricepicks.com. What are you waiting for? What better way to enjoy the Spurs season by joining in the daily fantasy uh, sports platform that is Price Picks? You want to go to pricepicks.com slash NBA. Use code LOCKDOWNNBA for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's pricepicks.com slash NBA. Code is NBA for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Price Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And we're back right here on Lockdown Spurs to close out 2023. I couldn't think of anybody better because if you look at the Lockdown Spurs guest roster, it's actually Pledger that is the most senior, the most tenured Lockdown Spurs 
guest. What? I figured what better way, what fitting way to end 2023 for here on Los with the guy who's been there from kind of from the beginning, James Pledger of San Antonio Sports Star. Follow him on X at I am Pledger. And I see you wearing the old throwback Oilers uniform. I'm pretty sure you didn't like what Tennessee did, huh? But I didn't, but I was expected. Uh, Bud Adams is a very petty, petty man. <laughs> and he's passed that down to his daughter, apparently, who is now in control of the team. So, you know, Art Modell left the Browns and everything to the city of Cleveland. And yeah. he just started anew with the Ravens in Baltimore when he moved that franchise. Yeah. Bud Adams did not feel the same way about the city of Houston. And because of that, the city of Houston does not feel the same about Bud Adams. Yeah. We could have Just imagine, and I'm not saying this is, would happen, whatever. <clears throat> but we saw SSNE, Holt, sell off the Rampage. Yep. They are now the affiliate of the Golden Knights, by the way, yep. won a title. We've seen the Las Vegas Aces get sold off to Las Vegas. Yep. Won a title. Won a title. Imagine if he relocated San Antonio to Las oh, Vegas, took the name with him to where whatever expansion team came could not have the Spurs anymore. Yeah. Kind of like what Seattle did with the Oklahoma City Thunder, right? They kept the colors. They kept the history, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I do believe they are willing to give it back to Seattle if they garner a franchise. Yeah, if I've if I've read correctly, so yeah, which would be nice. And and I'm for the stats and everything. Like that's the yeah. franchise. That's part of it. That's part of your history as an owner of that team. I get it. Yeah, but it's yeah. also part of the history of the city. It's part of the history. I know. Well, we're here to discuss silver and black. And since James and I are pretty much big Marvel MCU nerds. The concept here, everybody, let's set it up. So now the MCU, they had phase one. That's the setup of the Avengers leading into phase two, which was the Infinity War, all that good stuff. So phase one for the Spurs in this rebuild could have been tanking and winning the lottery and getting Wimby. Mission accomplished, so we're still in the rebuild. So what would phase two be? And Pledger and I, we discussed this, um, well, actually now a couple of nights ago on the phone, that phase two, and the pleasure has a brilliant idea here, is player fit with Wimby. And you're starting to see a little bit of that. You know, Keldon maybe doesn't fit well with Wimby on the court, maybe better on the bench. Hmm, Zach Collins is now off the bench. Where's Wimby position now? You see where this is going? Could we be in phase two of the Spurs rebuild? Player eval moving forward. James, this is a, a really good idea. And I'm on, I'm on board with this idea. I think that's what we're witnessing right now. It, the only one that kind of makes me still scratch my head is why Trey Jones isn't with the starting unit. But, yeah, we'll leave that for another discussion. But this could be interesting because you have trade deadline ahead and, of course, the offseason where the Spurs can be major players. Do you feel, and actually you do feel, but we're pr we're pretty much in phase two player evals, right? We're transitioning into phase two, if that makes sense. Um, you know how there is a big Avengers movie that kicks off and signals the end of one phase and start of another. We're kind of in that point right now because we've seen the big, 
the big shakeup, if you will, in terms of the fact that we're seeing player movement from the starting lineup that we didn't see and all that lovey-dovey pops the grandpa, yada, yada, yada. Uh, everybody's doing their best. We're, you know, we're trying hard. Everybody's out there uh, learning and this is young to a couple of nights ago. All right, we're done learning. Right. <laughs> well, now yeah. I need That's to over. see this consistency. I've been mm-hmm. harping on you guys, and you could you could hear the frustration would pop at the podium after that game, and it's warranted because that's where fans have been mm-hmm. for a while. Because they, as a fan, you have to guess the plan because they're not going to be forthright with their intentions, right? And so you have to kind of guess. And and as educated as possible, find the direction of it. And then it's a beholden on us once we kind of figure out what that plan is to explain it to the masses. And la- last year, I went on this show a lot. I on my own show on the Saturday morning hangover. And people are always, you know. Re- reluctant to believe the fact that the Spurs were tanking. And that it was not willful and that, and that this was not part of a grand plan and that Wemby wasn't at the end of the rainbow. So it was on us to explain, no, there's no legitimate reason why they've mm. stockholded these picks, moved off these great players, stripped it down to nothing. And then as the season started, continued to strip it down to nothing mm. with the moving of uh, Yaka Pertle and Josh Richardson and, and the uh, really the only other good players that were left on the roster at that mm-hmm. point outside of right. the young core, uh, the guys you've drafted or invested heavily in, in terms of Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell, and Jeremy Sohan at that point. Malachi Branham, Blake Wesley, right. yada, yada, yada. Now we've transitioned from, all right, or we're in the midst of transitioning from, all right, let's get Wimby. And then we heard at the draft, leading up to the draft, after they drafted him, we don't know what he is. We need to figure out who he is on the court before we can really do anything. And they told us that. And so part of that was not tying yourself to contracts, not going out and spending in free agency when you don't even know what you're spending to surround around at that point in time, is it a five? Is it a four? Is he, is he a three? Uh, where is he playing? How's he playing? Is he, is he a five like the Joker or is he a five like Embiid? Is he a mm-hmm. five uh, like, or a four like Kevin Durant or a three like Kevin Durant? Maybe mm-hmm. is he, is he somebody that can play inside out, outside in? How is this best going to work? And then his basketball IQ, how great and willing of a passer he is. Mm-hmm. They didn't know any of these things outside of what they'd seen with a bunch of guys in France, really, and Spain. Um, they just didn't know, and they didn't know how it translate to the league, how his game would translate to the league. And once it translated, where he best fit. Mm-hmm. So I think stage one of fit was finding out where Wimpy fit. Mm-hmm. Well, we're starting to get a clearer picture of where Wimpy fits because his stats, plus minus everything, they let him kind of play everywhere. 
And lately, we're only seeing him play the five. Yeah. And by putting him at the five, that means they move Zach Collins out of the starting lineup and to the mm -hmm. bench. And his numbers is, and everything have been great from there. His uh, usage, his uh, shooting percentage, yeah. everything he has gone up. Have shot up too, Once yeah. they kind of figured out, all right, this is your fit. I know you don't want to be considered and put in a box and be a center, but a center isn't what a center used to be. And you can be a center without the back to the basket, play inside yeah. the Yaka Pearl game, yeah. right? And basically, like Joker. Joker's a big example of that. Yeah, Joker he's a five. Inside out. Yeah, he's a five. He, he, he's a five. He plays yeah. outside in mm -hmm. and, and can't. And so I think the fit with Wimby is there. Now it's the fit around Wimby. That's stage two of the fit, right? Yeah. Um, so stage two of phase two is, all right, what works? Well, we heard Stacey King from the Bulls play-by-play -play, oh, yeah. uh, talk yeah. about it. Like people you missing wide open, yeah. whatever. We've heard Devin talk about it post-game. Like, you know, I'm wide open and it's taken a couple extra dribbles. Wimby, we're missing him low because, you Johan know, as well. sticking. he's recognized it, yeah. And, and they're late to recognize it. Well, what part of that is Keldon is ball dominant, in a sense, and so is Jeremy Sohan. I, so you remove Keldon from the starters, you put him off the bench, you give – because I believe Keldon was the first choice because, A, mm -hmm. Pop's been hard on him. We've heard other players say, man, he writes Keldon like nobody's business, right? Mm -hmm. I, that's his new Tony Parker, I guess in a sense of who he who he mm -hmm. takes the tasks and sets the example with, in a sense. And so Keldon, A, can take it. You move the demotion to the bench, and it's not even a demotion. You're like, yeah, Keldon, I need you to go get points. Yeah. Go get points. When you're in, the green light is on and go. And it's working. Um, 26 points the other night, uh, and he's seemingly – found a spot right now mm -hmm. the other part of that is they've kind of moved jeremy from the one to the four it looks yep. like innocent mm -hmm. so that's another part of what fits so do, let's let's keep them in the starting lineup but let's not have them mm -hmm. control the offense yeah. so there's kind of yeah and you're seeing also to the addition of uh, champagne in the starting unit why? Because they need perimeter threat. He's perhaps one of their better perimeter threats. Outside and of Devin Vassell. Outside of Devin Vassell. So you're seeing that mix up. And it, to me, what this would face too. And Champagne is also a guy that if yeah. you look at it, he's he's a perimeter threat, but he can also take it to the rack and score. Yeah. yeah. Doug, and, Doug and Seti are perimeter threats for the yeah. most part. Yeah. And you kind of need to get them the ball in spots and whatnot. Champagne mm -hmm. is a guy who can take what he gets, right? He, and he knows his role. That's what I like. Exactly. I he, would, he knows his role. He will defer to Wemby if needed. Yeah. And so you got that, and now you've got Malachi, uh, who you've invested a first-round draft pick in. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're trying that at the point. Still, some of the issues persist yep. with point guard. Uh, will we see Blake Wesley before Trey Jones? I don't know. But it looks like it's trending towards eventually we will see Trey Jones in the starting yeah, lineup. I, I have so, no yeah. doubt. Like at some point this season, we are going to see it. Mm -hmm. And so right now it's about what fits around Wimby. 
And do you fit or do you need to be shipped? And this and should not come to any surprise because remember last season to end the season, what did Pop say? You know, the only person that we know will be back, you know, in a starting unit was Zach at that time. So even then, to close out last season, he's signaling to the rest of the roster, we're watching you. We're, yeah. we're keeping an eye on you. And and think about it. You know, you've got to figure out what fit. And I, I talk, once they went young like this and didn't bring in a veteran, it was about figuring out what fits with Wimby. And the first part of that was figuring out where Wimby fits. Now they've got that. They're trying to figure out the rest of the puzzle around him. And I think that's kind of going to be the second third of the season if we're doing this in in, in thirds of the season. Stages, yeah. Uh, and if we're doing this as part of, you know, stage two, stage three, the MCU. So two is going to lead up to the trade deadline, obviously. Yeah. And um, that's a, that's you're a playing perfect. for your job every night, it seems. Yeah, and that's a perfect way to take our first break. When we get back, we're going to talk about the trade deadline that's ahead. Shock everybody, uh, this name that Pleasure's going to bring up shouldn't shock you at all. He's been a fan of this kid for a long time. But, hey, it makes – at this point, I'm with Pleasure. I'm like, sure, go for it. You got a war chest of stuff. You might as well use it. So we're going to discuss the trade deadline. What does this phase two mean? Player evals for the trade deadline and more coming up next on Locked on Spurs. Hey, this is Chris Sabat, and you're listening to Locked on Spurs with Jeff Garcia. Before we continue our conversation, let's talk about FanDuel. You want to go to FanDuel right now, everybody. So as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot only at FanDuel. Right now, new customers get themselves 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Again, that's 150 bucks if your team wins. So if you think about joining FanDuel, now's the time to do it. The action is hot. You got the NFL season still kicking in. You still have the NBA season just getting into the halfway point. There's a lot of reasons why you should be joining FanDuel right now. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, go get that app. The app is easy to use. They got a wide range of betting options from spreads, player props, over and unders, so much more. I have it. You should get it too. Hey, go to fanduel.com slash locked on and keep on cheering for your favorite NFL team or perhaps your favorite NBA team like the Spurs. So again, fanduel.com slash locked on. Get that app wherever you get your apps, uh, Google Store, Apple, whatever you need. Just go get that app and of course visit fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel the official partner of the nfl also want to talk to you about muslingers drive-through coffee go there right now san antonio 2404000 oaks drive in the 281-1604 area open every day 6 a.m to 6 p.m they have a wide variety of items on that menu not only just drinks they also have mini donuts and speaking of those drinks they have so many signature drinks such as the red bull infused lightning bolt series they have the OG OJ, that's the old Orange Julius, recreated only at Muslingers drive Through Coffee. They, if you want to uh, salute Frank Harris for all he did with UTSA, go get the Sub-Zero. That's an honor of him. And, of course, the Alien. We all know who that's about. That's Victor Wimbayama, a drink made just for him and his honor. They, they got so many good things about that menu. They have dairy alter alternatives. So, you know, if you're, you need a dairy alternative, they got that for you. They have the signature drink, which is called the Mudslinger. That'll get you introduced into the world of coffee. And look, 
They're a proud local sponsor of Lockdown Spurs, and they're a proud member of the San Antonio community. Friendly staff, big, big menu. And, of course, they are very active on social media, such as X, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. And if you reach out to them and pitch them an idea about a new drink, guess what? They may make it for you and then name it after you. So they're so interactive with fans. That's why they're a joy to go visit, get their items, get a drink from there. So many reasons to go out to Muslingers. Over 300 five-star reviews cannot be wrong. So once again, 24-04,000 Oaks Drive. Again, open every day from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Go to Muslingers right now because life is too short for a bland coffee. This is Zach Aguilar, the voice of Tanjiro Kamado, and you're listening to Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia. And we're back right here on Locked On Spurs with the Red Hood. Wait, is that the Red Hood? Is that the Red Hood? It's he him. one year for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> he worked for Halloween. Yeah, he is James Fletcher, San Antonio Sports Star 94.1, host of Extra Innings with Pledger. He'll talk about that shortly. Follow him on X at I am Pledger. So, now we're down to the nitty-gritty now. Now that trade deadline is fast approaching, uh, we kind of set up what phase two could possibly be about, player fit slash evaluations. Now what if some of those players don't fit? Or what if they could be a better fit out of the trade deadline? So, James, um, I, I'm, a little bird told me that you're a big fan of lower marketing. I, I don't know why. Who just, would have said a, that? I don't know. Some, some guy said this to me. But – you pitched the idea of the Spurs going after Lori. There's rumblings that he could be available. You've been on the Lori marketing train for quite some time. Why he? Why should he be a target for the Spurs? I mean, he he helps provide more perimeter shooting if you want it. He can also take it inside. He gives Victor a running mate to run with, and and veterans, man. This team just doesn't have any. He's been in the league. He's been on uh, uh, all-star teams. He he knows what it's like to be on a bad team going through it, and he knows what it's like to try and pull a team out of that, uh, both in Chicago and in Utah. Utah was a much better team than anybody gave him credit for last mm -hmm. year. And I think that that's valuable experience. You pair it with other things, you know, mm -hmm. there are, are a host of players that it looks like the Utah Jazz are going to make available at the trade deadline. Laurie Markkinen is one of four. It also mm -hmm. includes Jordan Clarkson, San Antonio's yeah. own, um, and a couple other players that off the top of my head escape me right now, but I read uh, a report that there were four, all four players, good players, um, could provide an upgrade depth here in San Antonio amongst all else. But you don't stop there. You, you look at, you know, Alex Caruso on the mm -hmm. Bulls, maybe if they're trying to sell. Uh, yeah. Pascal Siakam oh, yeah. uh, up in Toronto, they've been trying to move him for a couple of years and let that become the, the, um, OG and Anobi, or, you know, they're trying to hand that thing over to uh, William, but I I just keep waiting for them to pull the plug on OG and Pascal because yeah. they, they always seem to be on the block every yeah. year. That um, remind me of the, the John Collins. Remember how John Collins in yeah. Atlanta was on the block John for like every is, single is year? John Collins is the other name in Utah. That, that oh, was, well, look, there he is. We're back at John so, Collins again. We're back at John yeah. Collins. 
but he was another one of the names on the list. Um, DeAndre Hunter, what's his fit in Atlanta mm-hmm. now with, you know, they've invested so much at that position yeah. on its own. Um, uh, point guards around the league. I, I, you got to do something at the trade deadline. Now, that may just be as simple as acquiring more picks, but what good are all these picks if you don't pay it off? Because at yeah. some point, you're punting on players after a year with the amount of picks they've accumulated, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at just the sheer number, it's unsustainable. You only get 15 guys on an active roster mm-hmm. and stash another uh, couple in, in Austin every year. Other than that, like you can't consistently, unless you're Wesley, Malachi, Jeremy, this is their second year. You're punting on them after this year at some point, if you're, mm-hmm. unless you're just jettisoning all of your veterans and you're only going to play with young kids until they figure it out themselves, yeah. which feels like a fool's errand because how else, how can you teach championship? winning NBA basketball in today's NBA if yeah. nobody on your team's ever done it. Yeah, and also, too, there's the idea of just chemistry. I mean, look at the Magic. Uh, you know, that group has kind of been uh, together uh, with Boncaro and Mo Wagner and um, those kids. And look, I think what the Wagner said in the press conference recently that he goes, yeah, it took us two to three years to get to this point. Yeah. But for me, it's just – you know, I would hate the, the Spurs to hit a reset on a reset on a reset because eventually, James, you've got to run with these kids. you got to see what can they do a full well, season, they are right uh, another season together. Yeah, I think that's that's another part of the phase. We're seeing that. So we saw them together last year, tank season. You added Wimby. We're still seeing them together. So, yeah, I, I would say perhaps one more season with this crew unless you feel that – this roster is going to be different after the trade deadline or especially in the off season. Where do you stand on that? I believe it's different. Um, how different remains to be seen, but there are names that I believe could be traded. Uh, of course, SETI, Doug, those are the obvious. Those are, you know, the low hanging fruits. Mm-hmm. Kelvin could be a possibility at some point, mm-hmm. depending what we see from Jeremy moving forward, could he be a piece that they move off of a former top 10 pick that you still potentially hold some weight with his, with, you know, his potential. Um, so that's something that another team may look at as a young piece in return that, you know, is at least worthy. And he could, yeah, he could fetch a good return. I think he really can. Yeah. But I mean, those are just four of the names that, but I, outside of Wemby and, you know, I'll, I'll asterisk Devin. I don't think anybody on this uh, roster is yeah. untouchable. And that includes Devin. Like, I think if mm-hmm. the price is right, Devin would be somebody that they could move from. And yeah. with good reason. I mean, look, I love Devin. I think Me the too. world of Devin. Uh, he is. They're, yeah, I don't even think it's arguable. I think he's their best three-point shooter. 
And I think he he adds more value than just his three-point shot where Seti and, and Doug are just about the three and stretching the floor. Mm-hmm. Devin adds so much more and can do so much more. And, and, and he's, he's a better running mate with Wimby right now. And a great defender yeah. too. And, and the, yeah, and a really better and a better running mate with Wimby because I think yeah. as you mentioned Kelvin is a very ball dominant. You know, I think Devin is a little bit more apt to mix well with Wimby. Um, not saying that Kelvin and Sohan and everybody else are intentionally not mixing well with them. I just think it flows better with those two guys. But this is what yeah. it's about: find the yeah. young that fits, and then build around that. I mean, that's think, kind of what think the Spurs will be active at the trade deadline. Yeah. Buyers or sellers? Sellers. Sellers. Okay. Yeah. Like, if there's sense. one thing I can guarantee, it's a seller. I can't buy guarantee a buy, but yeah. I can guarantee a sell. It, it, even if it's just one piece, uh, like a Doug or a Seti or whatever it may be for picks or taking on an expiring contract yeah. uh, and helping a contender with the with the mm-hmm. perimeter offense, like that feels almost like a lock if you were mm-hmm. to try and lock something in for the upcoming NBA trade deadline. That feels like the certainty, the thing you can almost guarantee. Like if you're going to put something in Vegas money on Spurs, make a move by the trade deadline. Oh yeah. And also too, I don't think, another reason why I don't think they will be buyers because at this point of the season, it's already a wash. Why, why even just. And most buyers are people that are uh, trying to. Get build the roster for yeah. a run at the title mm-hmm. that year. Exactly. And usually it's about a player that's in the contract year. Absolutely. All right. We'll see what the Spurs do at the trade deadline. But there's so much talk about the Spurs as we be close out 2023, moving on to 2024. What will 2024 bring to the Spurs? I'm going to go on the limb here. Players say a lot more L's. So we see a lot more L's probably in the new year. That's mean. That's yeah. mean. You want to start the new year like that? All right, all right. We're close the, the year, year like that. Well, technically, we're not we're not in the new year yet. So, oh, you want to close the year like that? I mean, look at the way the Spurs are closing out the year. So, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm with them right now. You I mean, get what you no give, place. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you give me L's. That's what I'm gonna expect from you, L's. But he is James Pleasure with San Antonio Sports Star, ninety four point one on the radio dial. We need to know everything about extra innings, the blitz, all the shows you all got cooking out there. Well, there's a lot of this. Uh, We talk about the future of the Spurs, what's going on, how it may have changed, how my perception may have changed, which is why he came up with, you know, this this stage of the rebuild, like where they're at. Like, they're trying to sell tickets. Um, Yeah, but that, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, they're making a push for the playoffs. The Houston Texans. Are making a push for the playoffs, so we've got that. The Texas Longhorns, they're in the college football playoff. They're playing in the semifinals on New Year's Day, so we've got that going for us. I mean, there's just so much happening in sports right now and so many big, local, juicy Mm -hmm. things to grab onto that whether it is the Texans push for the playoffs, the Cowboys, and whether they can do it or not, the Spurs, and just trying to figure out what is going on there on the daily basis and of course the texas longhorns like it's just it's a it's a stacked full Mm -hmm. 
of just topics to just graze on right now, which is really the best thing. Absolutely. Check out Extra Innings with Pleasure. I think when are you coming back? Because you're on a hiatus a little bit, right? Uh, for a little bit. Um, uh, come back on the second, and it's uh, second and third. Rob is still out, so I'll be in with Rudy on r in the morning, starting at 6 in the mornings. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Extra Innings with Pleasure that night, later the night. But he's a hardworking man, and that's why uh, we love having him on here on Locked On Spurs. Again, follow him on X at I Am Pleasure, and check out Extra Innings with Pleasure on 94.1. Pleasure, thank you for closing out Lockdown Spurs year 2023. You are the most tenured, the most seasoned guest. That's on Lockdown crazy Spurs. to think it's about. You it's you. It's you. Um, um, close appreciate you, Jeff, as always. I appreciate you. I appreciate all of the fans at Lockdown Spurs and all the listeners and everybody out there. Have a safe, happy new year. Enjoy yourself. Good tidings to everyone in the new year and best wishes. And don't think I didn't see that nice placement of the Iron Man display right oh, there yeah. over let me, your let me, let, me, let me show you the big, the big screen. There we go. Don't think I didn't. I didn't notice that. Look at that. It's beautiful. Watch. You want to. You want to test the uh, pledger's knowledge. Check this out. What armor? What armor uh, is that he's wearing? That one. That's his extremis armor. It's like you know how some guys are really good at cars. They can look at a car and be like, "That's such and such model with such and such <laughs> horsepower with with this type of leather." That's the same thing with pleasure and Iron Man. Uh, well, his uh, armor. He can Mark name every, he can name every single Mark suit that Tony Stark <laughs> owned like that on a, on a dime, but that's why I love him. We have a, a lot nerd. of useless knowledge spinning around up here. I would say that that useless Spurs, I mean nerd knowledge, comes in handy. It really does. No more nerd talk. We're gonna let James go. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. Free and available when we get, uh, wherever you get podcasts, Google Play. Ken's 5 Plus app, Spotify, iTunes. We'll be back in the new year on Tuesday. Casey Vieira will be kicking off the new year with us here on Lockdown. For, well, ish, because it's not a Tuesday, but you get what I'm saying, everybody. So he'll be joining us um, on the next episode next week. So for James Pledger, a.k.a. The Red Hood, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock in this episode of Lockdown Spurs. <laughs> <laughs>